coming up on the Write Something Worthy podcast. We are our own bouncers that keep us out of what we really want in our lives because of this feeling of not being deserving of it. And so when you realize that you're the one, you're the gatekeeper, it's a really good time to go, oh, well, how can I turn into the nicest bouncer I know and let myself in? (laughs) Welcome to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. Each month, we bring you an informative interview that helps you to live your best life as an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Tanya Brockett. Welcome, Worthy Tribe. Today, I am thrilled to introduce you to Karen Abrams. Karen is a UCLA-educated entrepreneur, master theta healer, gifted intuitive, and international best-selling author. For 20 years, she has helped entrepreneurs and professionals release self-sabotaging habits and gain confidence, financial security, and personal fulfillment. Karen works with clients worldwide to transform their subconscious beliefs and break free from trapped emotions, traumas, and limiting mindsets to build the financial and personal success they desire and deserve. She is known for integrating her energetic work with practical tools to bring about powerful results. Karen's keen sense of humor, insight, and healing abilities have made her a rising star on radio podcasts and the international telesummit circuit in the human potential movement. She's a contributing author to The Untold Secret to My Transformation, and today... She will help us authors to release any blocks we have to our success. Please enjoy my conversation with Karen Abrams. Welcome, Karen, to the Write Something Worthy podcast. I am so glad to have you with me today. Gosh, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute joy. Karen, I read your book, your chapter in The Untold Secret to My Transformation, and I was struck by several different parts of your story that you shared. In that book, you share a money journey, and I resonated with a lot of the issues that you had to wrestle with in your money journey as a younger adult. But one thing that I was really struck by was your ability to look at the impact that others around you had on your beliefs and your programming, quote unquote, if you will, it's it's an understanding that I have still not even gotten really clear on. The way you looked at your family and the impact that their upbringing had on your money life and your money story really made a big impact on me. Thank you. I guess I'll share here a little bit of my money story just from my life and and then back to that too. Um, Money has always been an issue for me for as long as I can remember. And it started out, I mean, the story started for me when I was three years old and my parents got divorced. And they fought constantly in and out of court about money. My mother would say since she was the housewife, right, this is the time where women stayed home and take care of the kids and, and dads went out and did all the working. So she didn't have any money when he left. And so he needed to support us. And yet they had this huge thing about 
uh, child support here so that my mom kept saying he has the money and he kept saying he didn't have the money. And it was very confusing to us because there's four kids in my family and it's like we were stuck in the middle of this war between both of them. And as you know, like late 60s, early 70s, adults didn't have the wherewithal. We were kind of the test case. You know, they didn't have the wherewithal to know that the kids were right in the middle of this and how to keep them out and keep their own business their own business and let the kids just be with the parents. And so what happened was I began to connect money and pain and confusion and chaos and discomfort so, which just made me want to avoid money at all costs, right, and avoid the details of money. And so what happened because of that was that I became such a great money avoider that by the time I actually was ready to be financially independent, and I was really looking forward to this too, I didn't know really what money was. I didn't know how to keep it. I didn't know how to grow it, and I didn't know how to keep track of it. And so what happened was I was such a great avoider that by the time I was 30 years old, I was $20,000 in debt, and I didn't even know what I spent that money on. So, And it took me over, I don't know, two, three years or more to pay it back. And by then it was at least $40,000 because, you know, we had those really high high credit cards, (laughs) Um, high credit card interest at that point in time. And even then... I still, once that was done, which was such a big lesson for me, still was just making enough to get by. So the money issue still continued after that. It wasn't until I discovered the modality that I do, the technique theta healing, that I was able to reach into my subconscious and start to really change all of the programming and all that trauma that I experienced during that time to make a difference in my life and change it. And the reason I went back to back to your question about ancestors and going to the ancestors, I had always been interested in my family history but never and I only but I only had like a few stories about them and they didn't totally make sense to me. And so I wanted to go back and say, wow, you know, I kept thinking the whole time that all my mom, my great grandparents were poor and we came to this country and da 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 and went with the immigrant story there. And it wasn't really true. What was happening in on different sides of the family it was kind of different, but like on my, my grandfather's side, his father was actually a very well to do entrepreneur and he had his own business where he sold goods to the townspeople in nasty Romania and and he had this great relationship with him and all that sort of stuff and it didn't everything just went south when I think it was like nineteen oh six or so when in Eastern Europe there was a lot of pogroms which were government sponsored riots against Jews. And so they were going through Russia and Poland and they were coming over and the word was out that that's what was happening. And some people within his village, for instance, said, oh, this is happening, and they were anti-Semitic, and they said, we've got to, you know, we got to do that here to the Jews here, and we've got to, you know, beat them up or get them out or whatever. And my grandfather, my great-grandfather was almost beaten to death in his own home by these guys. And so they had to leave really quickly 
really with mostly whatever they could carry and and then come to America with nine children at that point in time and start all over again. I literally have to learn a language and, and go from there. And he had to start again with a grocery cart and just selling fruit on on a cart to people. Start way, way over again. And so I found all that really interesting. And I could take all of these stories, you know, his is just one of them, but I could look at all the stories from my mom's side and my dad's side and go, oh, isn't that interesting that I felt the same way my grandmother felt about money or I felt the same, I love, I have that same entrepreneurial spirit that my great-grandfather had on both sides of the family. And, you know, like, so there were just places that I could connect to. And I think being, I'm in my 50s now, looking at, I'm finally really fascinated in my history in a way that I never was before. I don't know about you, if that happened with age or that was always something that you were fascinated with. So I just wanted to tie the two together to see what, you know, what measured up and and what was something I could learn from in the process. That was such a good reflection. I mean, some of the analysis that you, in a sense, that you gave in that, you know, I'm looking at him and I'm looking at my great-grandfather or I'm looking at my grandmother and I'm seeing how I picked up this, that, or the other. I thought that was so intuitive and it is something that I did not pay that close attention to when I looked at my own money story. And I realized, you know, we do get our money stories programmed into us from our environment, our families. So it was just interesting to see how insightful you were in, in your book. And so I just wanted to really tell you how much I appreciated your ability to pull that st- those different stories out and to make those connections, because oftentimes we're not insightful enough to do that. Well, thank you very do much. You yeah, think- it was a fun process. Yeah, it was really wonderful to go through that. It was it was like a big therapy session, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, and speaking of which, you know, you, you wrote all of this for this particular book. Now, this book is actually a... A, a chapter book, a compilation book of, right. of, of several authors. Why did you choose to go with a chapter book as opposed to writing your own book? And is this the first book that you were featured in? Yes, this is the first book that I've been featured in. And actually, the way it came about was that uh, I'm in a class to write a book and we got the opportunity, and my teacher gave us the opportunity to say, hey, would you like to know what it feels like to actually publish something and then get it to a bestseller status? And so we all jumped in and said yes. And so it was really like a mini experience in having, uh, you know, having to really crank something out, having a due date, and seeing all of the the whole process of, you know, getting, you know, get the outline in, get the words in. This is how many, you know, I think it was like 10,000 or 11,200 words, something like that. It was like, it's got to be this big, and so you got to get that in there, and then how are you going to edit it, and and what are you going to do with it? So it was a really great experience, like a microcosm of, of doing a book, and so I thought it would be a really great experience. And it took me a while. Actually, I think it took me longer to figure out 
what I wanted to write about <laughs> than it did to write it. And it took me a while to write it. <laughs> so, uh, but it was it was a great it was a great experience to to go through that and see. And it's 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 intense. I mean, it's rewarding and it's intense. And you know, kind of felt like finals a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, because you've got due dates and you got to get it in. Because you know, you don't get it in, it doesn't go in. And so it it was definitely an eye opening and a, a very much of a growing experience. I loved it. Well, it is awesome that the book did end up being a number one best international bestseller. So yes. uh, that really is exciting. So now you can hold this book and say, hey, you know, I am a number one bestselling author. And that's right. a great place to be. It's a great feeling to have. I love it when my clients are, you know, oh, can I get the seal on my book cover now? And, you know, mm-hmm. they're really excited about their book. So one of the things that I always do is ensure that my clients are bestseller worthy, whether or not they aspire to and achieve bestseller status. I want their content, their book, their concept, the impact they make to be bestseller worthy. And so I appreciate that you were able to go through that process and actually achieve bestseller status. So that's pretty exciting. It was. But it was also interesting to learn about your theta healing experience after having gone through and evaluated your money story and, and the impact that it had on your life. Can you tell us a little more about what that is, what it means, and how it came to be a part of your life, the theta healing, so that you could heal uh, your money story? Sure. Well, theta healing is a simple meditation that allows you to connect to your inner wisdom, God or source, whatever that name is for you, and and your subconscious mind so that you can identify and change those limiting beliefs. You were talking about those limiting beliefs that you have. So those, I'm unworthy, I'm nothing, right? I'm unlovable, nothing mm-hmm. will ever good will come from me, right? I'll... Do you know people how they'll say that, you know, they'll try and they'll try, but nothing will ever really happen? You know, all the efforts I make will never work out into anything, really. Those sorts of things mm-hmm. ride you right in the rails, you know, because your ego wants to be right, so you make decisions based on these beliefs that you have. So in this work, with your permission inside this meditation, you can energetically shift these beliefs and then also gain access to your trapped emotion. So these are things that you inherited. And so here, once again, we can go into the ancestors very easily. Trauma and anger, bitterness, betrayal, these sorts of things that have been passed down from generation to generation, things that you have felt and experienced in this lifetime also. And you can release them and replace them with unconditional love and understanding and compassion. So what happens is When you change your most damaging beliefs into your most powerful and positive ones, and when you release these old toxic emotions and replace them with your most supportive and uplifting ones, you just start feeling better and lighter. And then the next consequence is that you present differently in your relationships, your your barriers, no, I'm sorry, your boundaries get healthier so you start getting treated better because you won't 
take anything else. Just They'll just know just from the way you carry yourself and the way that you speak. And then what's really key here, too, is that those barriers that you've had to taking the actions you know you need to take to move it forward, now they start coming down and they get so low you can step over them and move forward in a more powerful way than you did before. And that's what makes this work so gentle and so powerful at the same time because it's really, there's something that that I, I, I got an image the other day about this that if you looked at, you know, have you ever been to a club? You know when you were younger, like in your 20s or whatever, and everybody's like going to clubs and stuff like that, and there was this big bouncer standing right at the door. And he just, yeah. right, he was a big, muscular guy. It was always a guy, so I'm, I'm just going to say it that way. It was always a guy. He was always big. And the look on his face and his body, <laughs> his body language was, no, <laughs> you are not getting here, right? Unless you were on that list, right? You're not getting in there, right? And so yes. we are our own bouncers, and that keep us out of what we really want in our lives because of this feeling of not being deserving of it, not being able to kind of, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of raise our vibration to that point to really feel worthy of that. And so when you realize that you're the one, you're the gatekeeper, it's a really good time to go, oh, well, how can I turn into the nicest bouncer I know and let myself in? (laughs) And and that's really, you know, that's what this work helps you do. It's just so that you can, it helps you get out of your way because of what you've been taught and what other people have been mentoring, either positively or or, or, um, negatively, that have brought you to this place where you have some things and some things come to you really easily. And other things, it's been like, man, no matter what I do, I can't seem to bust through that thing and get to the other side. And so those are the issues right there. You can say that is like your ceiling, right? Or or um, Gay Hendricks talks about that as your upper limit problem, right? It's just that one place where you keep bumping up against, and for whatever reason, all the efforts that you have, all the help you've tried to get, hasn't been able to get you through that or open that up for you. And that's what Theta does for you. And that's why this stuff is so great. And, you know, I, I've been doing it for 20 years, and I thank God every day that I have it because it really opened so many doors that were just totally shut beforehand. Hmm. And so those doors um, can be doors to any number of things. It could be doors to health, wealth, success, uh, money, and other things too, or? Yeah. I mean, do you have a bouncer at all those doors? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know if you do, right? Because if you know what's easy in your life, then there's nobody there. There's nobody at the door. You just walk in. There's not even a door there. You just walk in, right? You walk in, you walk ah. out, you walk in, you walk out, you're having a good time. But yeah, anything in your life, it could be you have health issues and you can't seem to get over those, or you said you've hit an income ceiling, or there's there's relationships that are really causing you pain because of the way you present or or the way who you attract into your life. You know, some people will say they date the same person all the time, right, the same guy, and um, they just seem to find that same type of friend who always uses them or is really selfish or something like that. 
we all have different places where we have these patterns, and that's where that's really deeply ingrained that we have to learn. We have to learn what's the root cause of it, and that's what theta does, and then helps you heal it, and then you can move on and and your life and have that be easy for you now. This is an interesting concept that uh, I wish I'd learned about years ago, actually, but. It reminds me of one of my other clients has a a book um, called The Miracle, and he in it he talks about these limiting beliefs that block us from what it is that we want. And oftentimes we don't we say, "Oh, I want to be, I want to have a great relationship, or I want to be wealthy, etc." And we want to claim that we believe that. But the reality is we have these this self-sabotage, these old habits, this old programming, this old bouncer standing at the door that we aren't, we aren't acknowledging. And so this is one way your, the theta healing is one way for us to get that bouncer away from the door. Is that right? So that we can, we can finally walk through with ease. Now, one thing that I have found in, I used to teach book publishing courses at a major university. And one of the things that I would do when a new class would come in is I would ask them what their publishing goals and dreams are, right? And so they'd put those in this big puffy cloud on a handout that I gave them. And then that handout had these lightning bolts in it. And they I called them dream zappers. I was like, what are these dream zappers for you? What would keep you from achieving your publishing goal? And oftentimes, it was fear. It was fear of success, fear of failure, fear that nobody's ever going to buy my book, fear that I can't write the book, fear this, fear that. So authors often come with a lot of baggage between the covers right, where they are having issues with allowing themselves to be successful as authors. So is your uh, process, is your coaching, is it something that could help authors to release that so that they can be that successful best-selling author that they dream about? Yeah, absolutely, because this is all just about what you believe in, what you and what you feel and how that's getting in your way or how it's helping you. So so when you're t- talking about the things that you feel and that you believe that, that are holding you back, yeah, we totally, that's what we do. I work with people both in group settings and in teaching classes and also in on one-on-one basis. So, yes, absolutely. Because these these are the issues. You know, authors have issues that, that artists have, right? They're just artists. And so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of baggage around being an artist in the world. Right? You've got to suffer for your art. You've got to, you have to have some sort of vow of poverty, and the only time you can make money is after you die. You know, <laughs> how many of the right. most famous artists, right, died penniless? You know, Van Gogh, for instance, right? He died, you know, crazy yeah. and penniless. People like that. So, so our biggest examples really are of people who didn't make money in their lifetime and you know now obviously we're at a different place where we do see a lot of successful artists also and and fortunately i think also it's easier i won't say it's easy because but i would say it's easier than ever to get access of being able to create a best-selling book 
right? Because there's more people who really understand how to get that done. And for the regular Joes and Janes out there, we can find somebody to help us with that. Whereas, right, maybe even 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, that was not even a, how, how do you get a best-selling, how do you have a best-selling you know, book? How do you do that? I don't even know how to do that, you know? And so right. we definitely are at a different place where there's much more access to that information, and I think that puts us in a better place. But as like, like you're saying, we have all of these hang-ups that, that we really, we, we can see ourselves going on the red carpet, or we can dream ourselves you know, being on the red carpet, but then when we get down into it, we go, ah, I don't want to do it. I'm so scared. What happens if everybody hates me? What happens if it doesn't happen? What happens if it does happen, right? And we, we right. get into the freak out, and then that just stops us completely in our own tracks, and usually we can't even write. Just to make it your subconscious right. does such a good job, right, that they're like, ooh, I'm going to give you writer's block, because then you won't even have to get to that point where you have to make that decision, you're just going to be fine. Exactly. <laughs> Why some people take 10 years to get one book written, right? Because right. like it's, oftentimes they just don't allow themselves to complete it. So, exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so I could see how I could see how this could be helpful for authors to work through those issues. You know, as a matter of fact, one of the conversations that we had on the podcast recently is about multiple streams of income for authors. And sometimes authors come in, as I say, I work with a lot of new authors in in the courses that I used to teach, but also many of my clients are first-time authors. So they haven't been through the process. They don't understand the whole publishing industry and the way it works and, you know, how to get through it and that it doesn't have to be horrible and they don't have to be taken right. advantage of. So um, so I help them with all of that. But they often come in also not understanding that they can do more to make money than just sell the book. So that's why I did the show on multiple income streams, because I want them to recognize that the book is a leverage tool. The book is it's like a key that creates access. It's not the thing that you sell. It is the key to opening the door to different avenues of income that you can create as a result of being an author. And one of the blocks, however, is that when somebody sees that bouncer at the door, right, and they're like, well, I'm not going there, so that's not a direction I'm going to head, right? They Or they don't even see the bouncer because they don't even know it's an option, right? Right. So perhaps, perhaps having a way, a tool at their disposal to allow them to release those blocks and to limit the amount of bouncers that are at their doors they can work with someone like you who can help them to find those blocks, to see those blocks and let those blocks go. Now, I do have one quick question, though. Do you have to be able to clearly identify specifically what your issue is before you can dissolve it? No, no, no. Because if you know what's going on, then when we go into the process of the session, that's where all the intuition comes in. And that's one of my 
superpowers is I can help people really find out what's the root cause of what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have to come in and know Which, exactly. You you already know the symptom, right? You know where you're not happy. Right. I don't have to tell you that, right? You know it, and you're you and. So we just go from there. It's just like you could say, it was funny, I'll, I'll tell you just a teeny story about, so the first Theta Healing class that I that I took, the basic Theta Healing class, my teacher, Vianna Steibel, who's the founder of Theta Healing, took the two toughest people in the room on different days and went up, and they went up in front of everyone and did a little mini session. And all... He talked about, like, the first guy came up and, and she said, well, what do you want to work on today? So that's kind of how you can start it. And he said, I just get annoyed. You know, I just get annoyed really easily. I'd like that to go away, right? Well, through maybe what could have been a five- to ten-minute session, I don't know, time kind of went away once it started, he found out very quickly that he had been abused as a child by his stepfather and that his stepfather was uh, had taught him how to kill people. And that trauma, right? <laughs> and she was able to help him heal the trauma of that and forgive himself for, you know, being raised by someone like that, right? That that knowledge was actually in his body. He wasn't somebody who was using that. He didn't, you know, he wasn't a criminal. He didn't use any of that stuff. But, but he, you know, having that information in essence, also made him feel guilty. And um, so we went through that, and within that five-to-ten-minute place, he got there, and this guy was like, you could have hit him with a two-by-four in the face, and he would have just kind of uh, shaken it off, you know? And he was just a tough guy. And he cried. Like, he didn't bawl or anything, but he cried, and then he looked ten years younger. And it was the most, and he wow. looked like that the entire weekend. I can't attest to him after that because I didn't know him after that. But he looked like a, a new person, like somebody had just lifted this remarkable and amazing burden out of his life. He didn't have to carry it anymore. And he just was so light after that. And I remember hmm. looking in his face and going, wow, I want to be able to do that with somebody. And look how quickly that result came about. And it, it, mm. And that's what's so remarkable about that work. So, Karen, how do your clients take your sessions and then bring it to life? Do they they come back to you to recharge? How do they work with you to keep themselves going in the right direction? Right. You know, people come to me in, in very different ways. Some people come to me as um, on a project basis. I just want to work on this one thing, Right. And then other people will come to me as if it's like a therapy session. So I can I I'll give you two quick examples. Like I have one guy who came to me who was a, a salesman, for example, who was a medical salesman, and his sales were down. And he was in a slump and he couldn't get out of it. And so we worked together a couple of times, and right after that, his sales went up 400%. And he, you know, in one week, and the company said they'd never in 30 years seen anything like that. And another one, I'll give you another example of somebody. I'll do a couple, just a different kind of thing. So I'm just thinking about there's so many different I have different examples of people. They worked with me regularly because they were in a really rough place in their in their life. 
it, with each other, and they were just at the point where they were so disappointed and angry with each other that they couldn't get through a day without fighting. And they had a kid who, who was young, so she was in the middle of all of that. And so I, I worked with them separately about what did the other, what did the partner trigger in, you know, in each other, right? Because we usually trigger something that's going on for ourselves. And so we would find what are those wounds that they really had that their partner was triggering, and heal those. And when that happened, they had more compassion for themselves and their partner and their spouse. And it saved their marriage because once they understood what was really going on versus what was coming at them, and, you know, because they both felt pelted by each other, that they were able to understand each other and turn into this really amazing team and amazing family that is still thriving to this day. So there's just lots of ways, you know, it's really about what you want. So let's say if you're you're an author and you're going, okay, I'm freaking out, I don't want to write this book, or I, I have writer's block, you know, we could work on those issues around your creativity and making that a regular part of what you do, right? Resolve those barriers to you writing every single day or writing every other day so that you can actually get your work done. And then what happens to you in life as this is going on? Because as you know, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I've got a, a, a teenage girl and I am married and I have an 87-year-old father. So there's a lot going on with people's mental health, <laughs> people's physical oh, yeah. health, you know, and then whatever happens to all your friends and your family out there in the world. So life continues to go on while this is on, and then you're like, well, I can't do this anymore because so-and-so died or this person is sick or all those sorts of things. So whatever's happening in your life on your journey, as you can look at it through, you know, writing a book or whatever, I can be there and you can come and just heal what's going on so you can move forward and keep moving forward while acknowledging what's really going on in your life but not having that stop you dead in your tracks so that you can never get done what you want to get done in your life. That's good. You've given our listeners a gift of the easier money meditation. Do you want to frame that for them? In honor of <laughs> that, we're talking about um, my story playing the money card in this uh, in this anthology. Then I decided maybe working on a money issue in a theta healing meditation would be a really good fit here. So this is a brief theta healing meditation, like this one. It's about getting energetic downloads, and it's going to help you bring in the right energy so that you can align with your actions and generate more financial abundance in easier ways than you already are. And so, and you can listen to it. I like to listen to these usually at night because the last thing you listen to just marinates in your subconscious mind all all evening. So you can take this, this will, I think this is anywhere from four to, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes long. And you could have all of those wonderful feelings for eight hours in your subconscious mind. So you get a lot of bang for your free buck here. So that's where I would put it, but you could do it at any time. Any time you want or as many times as you want. And every time it will be different from you because you'll have changed from the time before. So it's a wonderful wow. meditation. It's new. Nobody has it yet. So it will be Ooh. fun for you to play with it. Yeah. It's all new, fresh up. All right. You presses. heard that, tribe. You heard that. Mm-hmm. Worthy writers get to have this first. So yep. they can find that link. Uh, it'll be in our show notes, but the link will be writesomethingworthy.com forward slash easier money. 
writesomethingworthy.com forward slash easier money. And thank you, Karen, for uh, providing that for us so that we can have this awesome experience. So one other thing that I need to know, though, is we're going to get this. We're going to listen to this easier money thing. We're going to be feeling really good. And then we're going to think about all these other different ways that we could improve our lives. And we're going to want to get in touch with you. So what is the best place for the tribe to reach out to you and work with you? You can go straight to my website, which is Think Theta. So that's T-H-I-N-K, Think, and then word Theta, T-H-E-T-A dot com. And you can click on work with me and you can send me an email. There's also my phone number is right there, so you can actually reach out to me directly that way too. And we can talk and see if this is a good fit for you because that's the most important. What a wonderful experience to be able to offer for people. And there are so many authors out there who do need to break through some of that self-sabotage, some of those limiting beliefs some of those things that no longer serve them, right, as they are embarking upon their authorship journey. So it's great to know that you are out there being able to help people like us to move forward. So I really appreciate your coming on the Write Something Worthy podcast and sharing that with us today. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. This is this what a wonderful podcast and what a wonderful service that you're giving, that you're providing for everyone wants to get their book out there and those who don't even know they they have a book in them yet ah yes 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 so thank you for that i really appreciate it and and continued success to you on uh your uh compilation book and you know i would really love to see you uh come back when um you're working on a book of your own one day i would love to absolutely (laughs) Well, thanks again, Karen, for being with us today. We will look forward to finding you at thinktheta.com, which will be in the show notes, folks. And we will make sure that we listen to that wonderful meditation that you've offered uh, as a gift to us at writesomethingworthy.com forward slash easier money. Thanks again, Karen, for being here today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you'd like to know more about today's guest or even to reach out to them, you can find all of their information in our show notes at writesomethingworthy.com.